0: All right, what's going on, everybody? This is episode two of season two of Lariat's Win Matches. It's your boy. It's the Curtain Jerker. It's Byron McSweeney. I don't know why I said my last name there. Uh Uh-oh. But I did it. (laughs) All right, it's not getting away listens, anyways. And in the number three seat, yes, in the number three seat... Introduce yourself. Hello. <laughs> There's only two of us on this episode, but you're still relegated to the number three seat. Yeah, I like it. Because it, because if I put you at the number two seat, then Stefan will get confused the next time and my inter- that we do
1: this. Yeah, I think my internet would stop working. or
0: <laughs> it, would, it would be weird. Um, it, it's It's really something. So... So we're going to do this. We're going to throw a couple segments at you, get some product out onto
1: the interwebs. our
0: feed, <laughs> Yep, and we're just going to kind of roll with it and see what happens. So the first segment that we're going to do, it's going to be a segment that I like to call, call it in the ring. Uh, this is a random conversation, and we can just kind of shoot the shit about whatever, we, whatever we've been realizing in the wrestling world. So, is there anything that sticks out to you in the last couple of weeks that we haven't talked Nick? Um these reunion shows got stop Got to stop. Like it's just is. Uh will you just verify so we just had the Raw was just the Raw Reunion Raw show. Reunion
1: last week, yeah.
0: 2019 um all the big stars came out: Stone Cold, uh, Hogan, Devon Dudley, uh. <laughs> RVD. Ooh, RVD was cool. What'd you think of that? That was interesting. I mean,
1: it was cool to see him, but he didn't do anything. He just walked down and clapped. But I mean, okay. Um, I, to me, it's like okay. The only like the whole Steve Austin thing at the end that was cool, but I feel uh-huh. like it was totally not needed. It's, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it was cool, but it just was unnecessary. <clears throat> but the only thing that I think benefited anybody from the whole show yeah. was Bray Wyatt with Mick Foley. That was the only one that I think that somebody
0: on the roster got something from it. Right. So Bray Wyatt as the fiend right. attacked <laughs> Mick Foley and gave him the mandible claw, which was pretty cool. I I, I think that's I think that was the but... perfect way to do it because you can't
1: ask Foley to do much physically. That's a that's an easy way out, and then you can of course continue that story later if you want to as well. So,
0: okay, now here's my thing about that as well. So, kind of the whole show in general. All right, so you have all these legends come back, but they're all treated like like comedy acts. Yeah, you can't take them seriously. They don't do anything for storylines. Like, you have RVD come back, and then he just comes out and, like, points the RVD thumbs. When you have the club with their new name
1: and their new branding and all that, and Seth Rollins and DX basically just bury them, like, what What happened? What did we do just now? Like, what was the point of that?
0: Okay. I feel like I have so many things to say, but also, like, I need to not jump around.
1: Yeah. So,
0: you have all these legends coming back. What do they accomplish? Like, you have people like Ted DiBiase, We're now, like, generations from now, all they say to, to a generation younger than us or people who never saw Ted DiBiase. Like, I didn't watch a lot of Ted DiBiase, but, like... I know he was like a legit competitor at like WrestleMania's and like he was a very good wrestler. But now, like in 10 years, you're going to talk to a wrestling fan who's much younger than us and they're going to be like, oh yeah, Ted DiBiase, the guy who wears a jacket that has a money symbol on him. Oh my God, it was horrible. And he laughs laughs really loud. Like, what's so great about him? You know, like bring Ted DiBiase back and put him in a legit, like, it doesn't have to be. A year-long storyline. It has to be one night. It has to be five minutes. Have him come out and do his old spiel where he gets a fan in the ring and says, hey, you know, right? kiss my pinky ring and I'll give you $500. And then have, you know, our truth come out and interrupt him. You know, like something. Right. Like make it – like don't bring back Ted DiBiase and, and make Blake. it a joke. <laughs> Alondra (laughs) Blaze like fuck yeah like have Alondra Blaze come out and be like yo like she should have been in the ring with fucking she should have been in the ring with Becky or somebody like that to give you know and saying like hey yeah I was doing this shit 20 years ago and I never wrestled or main event at a Wrestlemania but you sure as fuck did yeah you know that shit would be cool but not this just bring him back show him on screen for two seconds and move on like come on
1: do better And if Hulk Hogan thinks anybody's buying that blonde hair that's all the same length anymore,
0: come on, brother. You're better than that. Let it go. All right. All right. Let's talk about Bray Wyatt because I feel like what I'm saying, like what I'm bitching about, first of all, I also want to admit I did not watch the show. I read about it. I watched it. Yeah, you watched it. I don't know if Stefan watched it or not, but I definitely did not watch. I haven't watched WWE in – Weeks now, like I'm making it a point, yeah. Um, so I read about it, and but here's my thing about Bray Wyatt like, what I'm bitching about and being a little shithead about, like, oh, they didn't do anything for storylines. Like, Mick Foley and Bray Wyatt did something for the themed Bray Wyatt storyline, so that makes me happy, yeah. I feel like that makes sense. It's to me, it's the only thing that
1: they did that benefited anybody, but. I don't know. I mean, they, it's, I get it. The people who loved it, loved it. And they're always going to love that stuff, but it does nothing for you when all those people age out and they can't be there anymore. Like, what are you, what are you going to do about that? I don't know. I think, you know,
0: it is what it is. It's not for everybody. Um, what about what you, you mentioned earlier again, um, the club coming out and fucking DX and Seth Rollins being like, oh, what do you got like yeah. let's just go ahead and throw this out there. The club should have happened years ago. Two or three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that, it's, that okay, the fact that it's happening now and I feel like they still don't give a fuck bothers the shit out of me. They're just like put It's like, no, have them come out and do the N-W-O-S. yeah
1: shit. right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just wreck Not stuff. just good brother, blah blah blah. Like you you and me and Stefan have been singing the praises of Carl Anderson for you know, forever now. Like here's your chance. You know, like do something with him. Do something with Gallows and Anderson. Like you got to. You've got to. Here's your chance. You just signed him, supposedly. No. Got to. Um, what about, I'm going to assume, we haven't talked about, was it Fight for the Fallen AEW? Hang on, before we get to that real quick, I do want to throw out this oh,
1: yeah. this Go little ahead. random, because, mm-hmm. um, I don't know how much that I can think of, but the NXT, the breakout tournament they're having, mm-hmm. I'm digging that, it's pretty cool, I'm watching, right, the, so let's,
0: let's, I'm watching NXT real quick, um, yeah. We'll skip. We'll skip we'll AEW for a that. minute. Yeah. Uh, NXT is legit. I find NXT to be the best thing on in the wrestling universe right now. But we also have so much. Yeah. And I haven't been watching. That's kind of it. something.
1: I haven't been watching it regularly. I'm trying to get caught up on it that NXT, and the uk and
0: it just it's a lot yeah nxt and uk are the only wwe products that i watch right now and then like i admitted to you earlier this week or last week whatever it was i'm going down a dark dark hole of ecw reruns on the network careful yeah yes uh, i am in deep sir um all right but nxt the breakout tournament is awesome there are a lot of good names Hector Garza Jr. Dude, Hector Garza Jr. Hector Garza Jr. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of lot of lot of good people in that tournament. I think it's cool that they're highlighting it. I think it's cool that they are making you want to tune in to see these new guys. Yeah, like right now it's the Jordan Miles uh, match from last week.
1: I I don't know. I've never seen them before, but I just happened to turn it on. It's like, okay, so they're doing this. That's awesome. I I just I love the idea of it because it's keeping it fresh while they're. But here's my point I want to make real quick about this is that they're they're implementing this when they're going back to Gargano, um, Cole three. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of you're revisiting a similar feud, but you're also getting something that's totally new on the show as well. So I think that's a
0: good mix. Um, Jordan Miles, he used to be ACH on the Independence. I don't like him. I don't know what it is about him. I'm just throwing it out there. I can't figure out his gimmick. Is I can't he, either. Is he happy or stupid? And I'm not trying to be – I don't know. I it, is, do. it is really up there. Um, okay, let's talk about something that matters though. So the fact that Cole and Gargano – Uh, WrestleMania weekend had the two out of three falls, Mm -hmm. and then they had their match at 25, and now they're doing it again. Toronto. And it's another two out of three falls. And they get to pick the stipulation. Yeah. But, like, some people would bitch about that and be like, man, like, you already did that match kind of thing, but also no. Like, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm okay with yes,
1: it. Yes, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Another yeah. three falls between those guys. Um, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I think that match is going to be seven stars. Seven, I tell you. <laughs> um, Street Profits are the tag team champions. That's cool. Good for them. like seeing them on Raw every week. Right. Uh, you know what really excites me about NXT right now is uh, Damian Priest, this, this, this new guy. He used to be on the Indies and ROH, but he's Damian Priest in NXT. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. It's not him. It's Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream is like, I need new people to face for my championship. And apparently Pete Dunne comes out, which I'm super excited about. I haven't actually watched it yet, but yes. Pete Dunn versus Teen Dream. That's what I need in my life. That's exactly where I'm at on the show just now. I just fast-forwarded it. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so we can bounce back to fight for the Fallen real quick if you want
0: to. Yeah, go for it. What'd you think? I thought it was the worst of the three shows that AEW has had so far. I thought it was uh, – it was, it, was, it was fine –
1: the amphitheater—it kind of threw me off. I don't know.
0: I, I don't actually like
1: that. I liked it, but I don't—I don't know. It was just the whole thing kind of—it's eh, weird. Um, it was fine, but it was nothing that really stuck out to me,
0: good or bad, really. Just it was okay. Um, I have a few qualms with it. the The opening six man tag was my favorite match of the night. Yeah. Um Darby Allen, Sean Spears, Janella. Yeah. All those guys really impressed me. Sean Spears is amazing. Darby Allen, I've never really watched to see what he's been doing. I'm just like, oh my God, kid, like the more I see him, the more I want to see more of him. Yeah, and the body type and the 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 character like it doesn't make sense to me but at the same time I'm like dude what are you doing? <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that was my favorite match of the night. I did not enjoy Shima versus Kenny Omega. Um I did not like the Young Bucks versus the Rhodes brothers I like Shima versus Okada.
1: I thought it was – it started a little slow for me, but it picked up. There you go. What did I say? Okada. Yeah, sorry. You know, o,
0: um, Okada, yeah, Omega. I got you. Uh, yep. It did pick up. You're right. But and, – and I wish Stefan was here because he would totally agree with me. I feel like AEW has not done Omega any favors yet. Yeah, Like, you go off of having these amazing matches in New Japan with Okada and all the G1s and yada, yada, yada. And now you're in AEW and like your match versus Jericho was great. Your match versus Shima was good. Like, I was excited for that match. I didn't get what I wanted out of it. But like the six man that they had at fighter fest mm. versus Pentagon and Laredo kid or yeah, I think that's who it was. Um, like that was, yeah. I want Kenny Omega, like the best wrestler in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Um, I'm excited to see more of Shima when they start TV. Me too. Um, me too. <laughs>
0: Shima's been around forever.
1: Yeah. So, What do you think about the announcement about Wednesdays starting October 2nd? TNT?
0: Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I am very, very excited about it. And I think I texted you and Stefan and I said, like, man, I wish I could justify a reason to go. Like, I think that show, they need to come out guns in Chicago, right? And that's why, like, no, it's in DC. So like I, they need they need to come out guns blazing, and they need somebody like you're right. I'm thinking I'm about the it. next
1: pay per view is in Chicago, and then they start TV. Yeah, right.
0: All out yeah. is in Chicago in September or August. End of yeah. August. End of August. It's not gonna happen, is it? Is um, gonna happen? They need they need Punk, and if I were them, I would. Have Punk come in, at all out, and then have them advertise Punk on the um, TV show. Like, hey, we're giving him a microphone for the first time since he's left WWE. Like, uh, they need him since the lawsuit and all that. They're not going to say that, but yeah, yeah. My
1: they need my him. one thing with this is that I don't. I don't think it'll matter with who it possibly could be, but you don't want to run into a bunch of old
0: WWE guys. No, and they are not going to do that. But they need Punk.
1: That would break... It's It will I'm break
0: the internet. Yeah. And it would make AEW even more legit. Like... I don't like all this shit. Like... Part of me being a wrestling fan almost sees it happening because of all the shit that Cody and Punk have been saying. Like Punk has said more about wrestling in the past couple weeks online than he has in the past five years. And I'm like, no, dude, like, oh, AEW only tried to sign me over text message. Like, why would you say if you're not creating a storyline for later? And then Cody comes out and says, I think he's going back to WWE. Like, dude, keep your fucking mouth shut. Both of you. Don't even talk about each other. Hey, what do you think? What are the chances of Punk signing with AEW, Cody? What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know. It could happen. It might not. I don't know. Like, would it be cool? Yeah, it would be cool. But, yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. Oh, Punk, what do you think? About you? Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm still under contract with the UFC. Yeah. Fuck. Dana White would love to drop your contract with UFC, bud. (laughs) Dana White probably should. (laughs) All right. Let's end segment one. And let's move to number two. This is a segment that we're going to call Cream of the Crop. This is... Wrestlers who have been impressing you recently, um, kind of standing out, whether it's storyline-wise, match-wise, it can be any promotion, it can be any, you know, it can even be somebody you're watching on old, you know, stuff on the network from the 80s or in the 90s, 2000s even. You can, um, you can pick anybody, just somebody that you've been watching recently where you're like, damn, like, this guy, this guy's good. So cream of the crop who is who would you say somebody that's been impressing you recently is um I don't know, I had to
1: go back to this i think as far as i think i don't I don't know I was trying to go in ring and and just see, but I think sean spears uh interview he did with jim Ross yeah, I was like, okay. Okay, um, I think that was awesome, and I want to see more of that with him. And I think you will once you get closer to the the next pay per view and the TV deal. Um, that right. to me, I think, sticks out the most um, because it was so different and unexpected with Tully Blanchard coming out at the end. Like, huh?
0: Okay, that could be cool.
1: Um, what about you?
0: Um Sean is definitely up there like he's he's always somebody who has been underrated and needs to finally burst through the bubble. um I had one now I'm kind of thinking differently. yeah i mean darby allen yeah like he's just unbelievable like ever since his match with cody which I, I it did its job like nobody knew who darby allen was like mainstream going into it and then he took that back bump off the top rope onto the 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 the, the side of the ring what do you call it the apron that?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was nasty. It when was, it was nasty, when he falls, he th- like the thud. Yeah, <laughs> the thud. <laughs> it's just I don't know what it is. I think it's his body type. He just when he falls
0: like and crashes, you're just like, ooh, gosh. <laughs> like... You know what also really helped me with him though, and AEW did a good job at utilizing this to their advantage. Was um that show on Viceland, uh, the wrestlers came out and he was on one of the episodes and talks about, and granted, like the episode that he was on was from two, it was taped in 2017. So his career has clearly, you know, taken a lot of headway since then. But, you know, even back then watching him, it was like, he, he like legit says like, I don't want to do what everybody else does. Like, I don't want you to see my match and be like, yep, that was another wrestling match. He goes, I want you to look at my match and go, do you remember when he did this? And it could be something not, you know, it's not like hooking in a chin lock, you know, or a sharpshooter. It's him taking that back bump off of the. Him being zipped up in a body belt onto the ring apron. So that's kind of his shtick. I have I have noticed that. That's kind of like one of his things. Like body bags are a part of his act. Well, if you get it Which is uh, awesome. Yeah. Nobody else is doing it. Nobody else is fucking doing it. And he's taking bumps in it, man. Like he's getting power bombed in him. Like what a visual. The- he wasn't he definitely wasn't my original pick for cream of the crop but like you gotta give credit where credit is due with him yeah I ain't mad at any I wanna see more of it um I wish that was here cause these segments will go a little bit longer but let's move on to the next one which is impressed you recently which you're I going in and out so real bad adequately named you yeah. there All right. So the next segment is a segment that I have named Throw Them in a Dumpster and Push Them (laughs) Off the Stage.
1: There's people in there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, sometimes I crack myself up.
1: Mm. Who you got?
0: All right. So. Man, honestly, this, this list for me off the top of my head is actually very long, but I'm going to cut it down, and I'm going to go with Seth freaking Rollins. I can't hear
1: anything you're saying. You're going in and out so bad. Really? Damn it. You're good now. Don't move. Fuck. Fuck. So who's, who do you want to throw a dumpster and push a off the stage? Uh,
0: Seth Rollins. Who? Can you hear me. Seth Rollins. Really? Yeah.
1: Why is that? Because he says the same thing.
0: Uh, because <laughs> his world, his world title run was the worst. He won it from didn't do anything to elevate that universal champion. Yeah. He got into a he got into a storyline with his girlfriend, which I think is a huge mistake. It was horrible. And then he defended the title against Baron Corbin, which very well could have been throw them in a dumpster and push them off the stage material.
1: They when him and Becky were on TV, they just don't have it's like they have no chemistry together. Like, I don't know if they're just not liking the storyline or whatever, but it was just like why are they Y'all can
0: pretend to like each other. I don't know. Well, that's my thing. Like, I'm sure they have a wonderful relationship outside of the wrestling world. But that doesn't mean it's going to translate with the fans. It doesn't mean they necessarily want it on TV anyway. Exactly. That's what I really think is the problem. Like, hey... Vince calls you into the office and says, hey, we know you guys are dating, so we're going to put you in a real life and on-screen scenario. Like, no, no, no. What happens next week when you guys get into a huge fight over not putting the toilet paper roll back in correctly and you guys break up? Like, now you guys are stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. So, my whole thing with him, though, is his universal title run meant absolutely nothing. Like, you. And here's what also pissed me off. Like, he comes out and he starts a fucking t- Twitter war with Will Ospreay talking about how WWE is the best. Prove it. Seth Rollins is. If it were up to me, I would throw Seth Rollins in a dumpster and push it off the stage. Like, I'm done with him. Like, I'm done. I'm done giving him chances. I have hated this guy since ROH. He comes into WWE. I was so, so. I saw him live at WrestleMania. He blew it. He's had every chance in the world to become the next Shawn Michaels, to become the next. You know, Kurt Angle to become the next Mister Perfect somebody, and he's not. He doesn't. Fuck. He never delivers. And I'm done giving him chances. Like next, next. The
1: Damian Priest Kevin
0: uh, Lee match
1: was actually really good. I gotta go back and watch this again. Keith Lee. Yeah, I just had it on in the background. Um. So, I'm, I'm kind of torn because, especially coming off the Raw reunion show, there's, there's a lot of the legends. Uh, whoever decided to give the million-dollar man the Monopoly money needs to be thrown in the dumpster as well, <laughs> um, along with whoever gave him that damn <laughs> jacket. That just looked like crap. Um, but I'm going to go with Maria and Mike Kanellis.
0: Wow, okay. I can yeah. Yeah.
1: This whole pregnant storyline they're doing I get it, I guess, if you're trying to shake things up, but it just it's doing nothing for me. It's it's just kind of gross. Um, uh-huh. like you haven't had them on TV in how long and then that's what you give them? Really? <laughs> okay.
0: Just yeah,
1: no desire to see it.
0: None. Like, give me a reason. Like, you can't just put them in the main event of Raw and expect me to fucking care. Like, you don't go there and pull
1: some shit like they did. Don't call your husband a bitch on TV and expect me to think he's gonna beat somebody in a
0: match. Like what? Because guess what. His career, is over yeah, not now. gonna happen. Cause he just got punked out by his wife and took it. <laughs> it yeah, you know it's I- just it's, it,
1: and it's it's not like how do you come back from that? You what are you gonna do?
0: Cause it's not like you're. Gonna if this was the Attitude Era, throw in a trash can. If this was the Attitude Era. <laughs> you know how you come back from that? You throw in a <laughs> dumpster and push her off the stage. She's with child. Oh my god. I mean, I'm. I'm not saying that's what you need to do, but like, is she really pregnant? Yes. Yeah, I I got nothing. So I don't know, man. I agree. I agree. That's a good one. Those are two good ones. (laughs) All right. Next segment I got is. matches that you would suggest people go out of their way to see. Something you've watched recently. Again, it could be from last week, it could be from today, it could be from 10 years ago. Something you've watched recently that you would suggest people go out of their way to see. This segment is going to be called Matches That Lariat. Um, I didn't hear anything after matches. What did you say? Oh, come on. Fuck. Um... (laughs) Why? It's you. It's you. Just so you know, okay. it's you. Mm-hmm. It might be me. I have no idea. Um, that you US people go out of their way to see it's called Matches That Lariat. <laughs> That's the name of the segment. i see what you did there. <coughs> I tried to make it as transparent as possible. Um, Alright, so... I've been thinking about this segment uh, ever since I kind of thought of the idea of it, or we, we we thought of the idea of it, and it was stuff that you would suggest to people to go out of their way to watch. Um, mine this week so, would be uh, old ECW. Uh, I was really torn, actually. I watched a lot of Super Crazy versus Tajiri, their first couple matches in ECW. And then randomly, I watched RVD versus Jerry Lynn for the first, uh, their, their first pay-per-view match at Living Dangerously. And at the time, RVD versus Jerry Lynn in 99 was an amazing match. It was one of the best matches I've ever seen. It definitely still holds up, but not as good as it once did. So I'm going to go with Super Crazy versus Tajiri. If you've ever seen one of their matches, you already know like you're in for a treat. Any of their matches, what are your way to watch them? Early 99 is what I've been watching. Uh, go to ECW Hardcore TV and you will find it on early 99 editions of that show. Like, Tajiri's got the white and blue trunks on. He's not even to the the long, like, black pants, pants that he wears. And, like, super crazy, doesn't know, like, all he needs to do is hit salts and he'll be over. Like, he hasn't gotten there yet. So they're just pulling out all the stops. Um, and they treat it, Joey, Joey Styles especially treats it like the the time, uh, Malenko versus Guerrero. They make it very much so like they try to make it into a trilogy and then realize like they have something and they're like, let's just keep fucking going. And it's just, you know, Jerry's one, four out of the last seven. Let's see if Super Crazy can win this match, you know. <laughs> but just amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Fluid Ooh, botches. Actually, one really big botch on wrestling or on a on a pay-per-view, but still fun. Still fun to watch. Uh, oh give me a match that's impressed you recently. Give me a match that has layered it. Um, this is kind of different for me because I'm not really a
1: huge fan of hardcore wrestling. Um mm-hmm. but Moxley versus Janela... Really? Yeah. Even I was just like, huh, I like that. I'd never watch it again. (laughs) But you need to see it. I mean, taking the freaking thumbtacks to the bare feet, when he started taking his shoes off, I was like, okay, this is something different. I don't need to see this anymore, ever again. (laughs) Um. But if you haven't seen it, check it out because it is definitely worth seeing. Just because who's gonna? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> thumbtacks, brother. I've never seen somebody take uh, thumbtacks to their bare feet. That was me there <laughs> But I don't know. I I think it's worth checking out if you're, especially if you like hardcore wrestling. And everybody wants to check out what Mox is doing
0: now, so. <clears throat> all right. Now, what do you think of that being a regular thing on East uh, AEW AW programming? I, I think it absolutely yeah.
1: cannot happen all the time. It's going to turn people off. Um, I don't think, I don't know, I just don't think people want to see that every week. I don't think people want to see unprotected chair shots very often either. Um, I don't know. That's where I'm, I'm kind of like, hey, if, if I see something like that, maybe once or twice a year from them, okay. But every week, no, nah, I'm good on that. <clears throat> and did you I hear what be. Vince McMahon came out and said in the um, investor's call?
0: Uh, Not really. I haven't really been paying attention to events recently. So
1: it was kind of weird. I heard this um, earlier today that he basically just said in a roundabout way to have the network say, well, wait a minute, maybe he's right. Because he basically said, we're not going back to that crap that we graduated from, that hardcore crap. And he said, I'd be surprised if TNT would be welcoming to something like that either. I don't know. just find it kind of and, interesting, and but
0: that that's good. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. Cause he's kind of in a smart way saying he's possibly getting them to second guess. Like, well, wait a minute. What have we gotten ourselves into here? Like they got body bags and thumbtack feet. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding out. Um, I don't know. I think there's something to it, but I don't know. What do you think? I just I don't I don't know. I don't think that's something we
0: need to see every week. Uh, we we cannot see it every, every week three months. So that would be <laughs> that would be the kiss of death for AEW. Um, one big like say take um Darby Allen or Joey Joey Janela. And they are going and beyond. And one of them, I'm predicting it now, is going to do a Mick Foley off the top of a Hell in a Cell cage bump. At least into the first year. Yeah, yeah. At least into the first year of AEW being like fully running. And I don't know what that's going to do anymore. Like, Get you on the cover of Sports Illustrated magazine that won't get you highlights on ESPN. Like, people are smarter now. Like, I think that's what they were kind of going for with the chair shot from Sean Spears to Cody. And oh, this will give us headlines. And it did, but not good ones, especially when they were like, oh, be fixed, but.
1: Well, and we at least with that, there's
0: a it's still there's a story open.
1: there because now you're you're kind of turning him into this. You know, why would he attack his friend like that? There's a storyline there that he's you know he's this right. um, he's going to make Cody realize and this that another thing, all the stuff he said in the interview match the chair shot. The action matches the reaction. Okay. Um, of what he explains to us. But, but I, said
0: I, to I, I said this to you. I said this to you. Can
1: explain that away better than you can somebody diving off of a twenty-foot cave.
0: Okay, but let me let me let me say to you what I said to you and Stefan right after it happened. They rushed it. I would have rather Sean Spears comes out, beats the shit out of Cody, gives him his finishing move. And leaves him there, not a bloody mess. Doesn't hit him with the chair. Just leaves him there and like gives him a low blow, gives him his finishing move, something. Where people are like, why the fuck did he do that? Like, Sean Spears just beat the fuck out of Cody. Why? Okay. Then he has the interview with JR and says, Hey, this is why I'm attacking Cody. Take it or leave it. Then they have a match at All Out. Cody wins. Clean. Sean gets in the ring, takes a chair, hits hits Cody over the head, unprotected. Now you have a storyline. Now you have a blood feud. There's a reason behind it, and now there's blood. They push that angle too fast, and it's going to backfire on them.
1: I agree with you. I think you're right because it, it came out of nowhere and I think that's what they were they were pushing that narrative but I think what you said makes more sense because you give it more time you're letting it breathe a little bit more and then when you actually get them in the ring together it's going to mean that much more Um, but I think you know they're going to be able to put some bells and whistles on it to, to make it good regardless but
0: All right, let's and or let's uh Wrap it up. let's do one more, let's do one more segment. This is a segment that you're gonna mention a match, a moment, an event, a wrestler, any of the above that makes you slap your hand, slap your hand against your forehead and shake your head. Um, I was thinking we were gonna call this segment. SMH, shake my head, I think is a thing that the kids are saying. But instead, we're going to call it, I did it for the rock. <laughs> yes. I did it for the rock.
1: Shut up, you thong wearing fatty. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, again, this can be from any time period, just something maybe you watched recently where you're like, what the fuck were we thinking? Why was this good? And <laughs> my answer to this segment, my, my suggestion for this segment is, um, oh man, I'm kind of torn. Um, again, I haven't watched it. I don't know how it turned out, but Alistair Black for weeks on SmackDown was calling. Hey, come fight me! Come fight me! You don't have the balls to come fight me. Who was? And then, Alistair Black. And then finally Cesaro answers. Yeah, he was was the challenge. Right, 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 right. And then they had a match at Extreme Rules. I'll be honest, I haven't watched it. Um, but I also didn't hear anybody raving and telling me how great it was, you know, like, oh go out of your way to watch this match. Like but to me that pisses me off because Alistair Black is somebody that like they have something there. They just need to do it right. And they can't do Bray Wyatt. So they need to do something with him. The you know they can't give him the Bray Wyatt treatment. So they need to do something. So giving him those promos saying, hey, I'll take on anybody, but then to have Cesaro, who needs to take the next step in his career, challenge him and then lose. Like it didn't really do anything for either of them. Right. Like I'm curious because I don't know. Like I haven't been watching SmackDown. Uh, Alistair Black is something special. I've said that since the first time I saw him. And PWG, like, that dude has a future. If it's with WWE, great. If it's not, you know, New Japan would put him in a a tournament, you know, next year. Because he is fucking legit. And same with Cesaro, but at the same time, Cesaro's had that said about him for Cesaro, 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 like he's amazing. He's the best, but you know, he hasn't broken out. Even with the, the bar, he didn't take that opportunity and rise. He didn't become. So. Maybe we missed something there. Hmm. I don't know. That's my I, idea I, for the rock. What's yours?
1: Um, okay, so I'm gonna kind of go off the top with this, but following up with the kind of ECW trend that you're you're going down memory lane with. Oh, it's
0: a dark road.
1: I'm gonna say my I did it for the rock moment that still just makes me go, huh? Is what. Just when you think about what could have been is gonna be the debut of Taz in WWE. Oh yeah.
0: Um uh him versus the versus Kurt. Yeah. Um
1: I just I don't know. It I always liked Taz in ECW. Um Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Like, I don't know. It was just, you could, I felt like you couldn't mess it up. And then they did. <laughs> and then they real, put real him bad. in this weird pant outfit. And I was like, What?
0: <laughs> Is he a janitor now? Like, what are you
1: doing? Um, I don't know. I just felt like that that could have been, you know, to give them a different feel at the time. Because, I mean, you had, like, the Ken Shamrocks of the world. But even Taz was different than that. Um, just a different, you know, moveset. Decent, you know, same amount of
0: intensity. But, you know, it still had that, that big fight flavor to it. hmm um, hmm yeah. Which is funny because in ECW, like, Taz... Name me a standout Taz match that you can go back and it holds the test of time.
1: I don't know of one, but I know of moments. We talk about that all the time. He's,
0: he's more of a moment he's guy. He's more
1: of a moment guy, yeah. Like when he's calling out um, Sabu, lights go out, there's Sabu. Him mm-hmm. and Bigelow going through the um, the ramp. Um.
0: The ring and the ramp. Yeah, the both ring and them. the
1: ramp. Yeah.
0: Um, him choking out Shane Douglas, you know, like moments. But go back and watch Taz versus Sabu at Barely Legal, the ECW's first pay-per-view. It's not great. All right. Taz winning the championship from Shane Douglas, the world championship. Like he finally like gets his wish. He he becomes the ultimate badass, the world champion. And it's not great. His his world title run in ECW is not great. What everybody wanted it to be, it wasn't. Like his challengers at pay-per-views are Sabu, Chris Candido and Bubba Ray Dudley and then he loses the championship to uh, Mike Awesome. And he's out. He's gone. He like, that's not a good Didn't run. he
1: come back to ECW after he debuted in WWE?
0: Yes. Yes. And he beat the ECW champion, who is a WCW contracted wrestler, Mike Awesome. That's right. For the ECW championship. And then he goes, Taz takes the ECW championship, goes to SmackDown, and loses to Triple H on SmackDown. I'm shaking my head now. So it's like, man, even after, like, Paul Heyman, this is the reason I was kind of talking to my wife about this yesterday. Like, ECW is the love love song of wrestling fans' lives. So, actually, this is how I explain it to my wife. (laughs) A movie came out a couple of years ago called... Listen, listen. This is going to make a lot of sense to you when I say it. So, a movie came out a couple years ago called Moneyball. Yeah. And in that movie, Brad Pitt's character says, it's hard to not to get romantic about baseball. Like, everybody has their baseball moments. Every wrestling fan has their ECW moment. Granted, mine are a lot more than probably most ECW fans. But, like, before AEW, there was ECW. ECW was the original alternative. And, unfortunately, ECW. That's why I can't... ECW is why I can't get my hopes up for AEW. (laughs)
1: And I think that's a valid point, and I think that's a, a great comparison you made with the Moneyball thing. Um, it's a long-ass movie that didn't do, didn't do a whole lot. Um, I don't know. I think, that, um, I think that's a good way to sum it up, is, and we always go back to that, is, especially now, it's moments over matches. And I think that that goes back to what we said earlier is with the WWE now, their moments are still with the people who had moments 20 to 25 years ago and i think that's why everybody's getting kind of stale with that and i think that might be one of the reasons that it maybe AEW has a little bit better shot um, than an ECW for example but just with you know the fans thoughtfulness behind you know the current product not to mention the Money and all this other stuff. All the other names they have. But I think if they can make their own stars, which is something that WWE is lacking, um, which they're doing a great job of, just by using their freaking cell phones, I think it's going to be... I think they're going to do well.
0: I think... All right. I'm going to say this, and then we'll wrap up this episode very quickly. I think... And this is me being a wrestling fan. I think moments do mean pretty much everything in the business. But you need those matches that make it... Legitimate. Special. Yeah. And I'm going to use an example here. Jericho always... In every interview, he talks about, like, when he wanted to become a wrestler, he talks about Savage versus Steamboat at WrestleMania 3 or 4, whatever it is. He always talks about it. That's like him and his best friend memorized that match and they did it in the basement. Like, they didn't reenact Hogan slamming Andre, they reenacted that match. WWE has not had. That match, Savage Steamboat. ROH used to have those matches. Whether it was Punk versus Joe, Danielson versus Kenta, you know, uh, Danielson versus Austin Aries. Fuck you, Austin Aries. uh, Takeshi Morishima versus Daniel Bryan. Like did Danielson, Nigel, fucking Nigel. Like New Japan just had all those matches with Omega versus Okada. ECW had those matches with Guerrero versus Malenko. Uh, WCW had those matches with, fuck, I hate that I'm going to say this, but Goldberg versus Hogan. Like, that wasn't a moment. That was a match. Alex, right? Um, versus going Inferno. But, but when, <laughs> yes. But when was the last WWE match that you're like, yes, that was Awesome fight forever. That was awesome. Like, no,
1: because I don't think they're selling that anymore.
0: But they're not selling moments either. So, what are they selling? They're not selling moments, they're not selling matches. Well, as of last, they're not selling 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 their characters 25 years ago. And that's why I'm not watching and that's what I'm WWE right now.
1: Yeah, it was awesome to see Austin come back because it's just nostalgic. But it does absolutely nothing for everybody that's there tonight. Like, I would have loved to see something where – I wish they'd have done this before – where, you know, when Becky got all bloodied up, she was in the, the crowd, and then she comes back the next week on Raw, and then the glass shatters, and here comes Austin. He comes out, hands her a beer – Gives her a toast. Hell yeah, that was badass. And walks out. What? <laughs> like that's that would have benefited her. Instead of her kind of fizzling out right before Mania. But I don't know. Yep.
0: All right. So let's go ahead and end this episode. Um, I am going to say that I'm very proud of myself. I didn't bring up the G1 tournament at Good. all. Good. Because I need to watch it. Which is going on right now. And it is amazing. It's fucking amazing. I just watched Kenta versus Okada today. And fuck yeah. Um, I'm probably going to record a solo episode just on the G1. And kind of talk about what's going on. And talk about how everybody's doing it and how everybody's being portrayed in it. Because honestly, like Bailey knows like the G1 is a part of my life and I need to watch every match and I need to know what is going on and everybody's storylines and, you know, wins and losses actually mean something. And today she asked me, she goes, all right, where what are we like halfway through the <laughs> tournament? And I was like, yeah, 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 pretty close. And she goes, so who's going to win? And I was like, No fucking idea. And she was like, what? And I was like, no. I have no idea who is going to win this tournament. She goes, who do you think is going to win it? And I go, I'm going to be honest with you. I have it narrowed down to four people. And she's like, huh? (laughs) Yeah, four. I have no idea. And that's what I dig about wrestling. I love about, like, good wrestling. There's a fucking month-long tournament going on. And every single show that I watch changes my mind. Like, oh nope, he's gonna win it. Oh oh nope, he's gonna win it. So, I might do a whole G one special. Because they've got you caring we'll about see. the
1: sport of it. I like, yep. it. hey, tell where is where actually you find mean we, We're kind of changing our formats a little bit, guys. We're trying to figure out how to get people to actually pay attention to this thing. Um, so, recording every three months. <laughs>
0: Um, so if you're listening to us, you already know where to find us, but we're on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Radio Republic, and a few other places. I'm going to have to get better at this part of it, but if you're listening to us, thank you, and look out for future, future stuff from us. Hit us up on Twitter. I love you. Bye-bye. On Twitter. Bye-bye.